0: Episode 9 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about East-West-style games. We don't know if that's the official name for them. We've heard them called lane games as well. Uh, East-West was the oldest mention that we could find, referenced in one of Reiner Knizia's books. He re-implemented that game as Shot and Totten. The games we discussed today all have a central line of cards that two opponents are trying to control by placing cards on their side. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about East-West-style games. Okay. So, do I know this game? You don't know this game because this is not a game. You're looking at the Reiner cover. It Reiner on the cover. Right. You're looking at the cover of Blazing Aces. A Fistful of Family Card Games. That's a book that he wrote. He seems to have written three books. Blazing Aces, New Tactical Games with Dice and Cards, and Dice Games Properly Explained. Dice Games Properly Explained apparently is quite legit. Is Reiner Knizia trying to become the new Hoyle? I don't think so, even kind of. This book is 15 original card games.
1: Oh, So Euchre's not in the book.
0: I doubt it. I mean, it it wouldn't be
1: an original card game. You can,
0: just like Amazon, you can, they're frequently bought together and you can buy all three of his books for about $50. At least that's what our Amazon is showing us today. Who knows what dynamic pricing might say tomorrow but it's up on the screen in front of us because we're talking about what I'm calling East and West games. I'm saying that uh, because I don't really know if there's a better name for it. Um, Lane Games could be another name for it. This is a two-player card game. Where there's like a some kind of divider of cards in between you and then you're sort of vying for control. Shot and totten. Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to go out of order. You're kind of getting ahead I'm here. So, sorry. so East West was a poker variant that was mentioned in that Blazing Aces right. book. We haven't played that. So maybe we should just try, because it's just a deck of cards. Maybe we should try playing East-West. Maybe we'll just go ahead and get his Blazing Aces book, see what that's about. All right. But not on
1: the podcast. Like, we're not going to do it right now.
0: No, not right now. Right now, we're going to talk about the games that came after East-West, as far as I can tell. The first of those being Shot and Totten. Okay. In Shot and Totten, you have a line of cards. And those aren't, like, playable cards. It's just, like, a little picture. It's kind of depicting a field. The story is that you're, like battling for control over your neighbor so the east west it says 1995 on board game geek shot and totten says 1999 okay so this is a long time ago yeah, what were you doing years. you know what i don't want not- to talk about it you don't want to talk about what you were doing 1999 no, i was in high school i was in grade well junior high yeah junior high yeah it sounds worse if i say grade no school way. but i went to k to 12 so you just think of it all as, yeah. as grade school I had no idea about Shot and Totten back then. So you have a line of cards. You're playing sets or runs. Is that how you would describe yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like a set game. There's a little Rummy-esque aspect to it. So you have these, I think it's nine, seven, nine. It's an mm-hmm. odd number. And you are putting down cards. You're playing cards on your side of the line and the other person is playing cards on their side. And you're trying to win majority for each one of those lanes. And I think you want to get five total, or if you get... I think if you get three right next to each other. Right, so time, three adjacent ones
1: lit. or five next to each other.
0: And the cards, they have some fun and silly art on them, but I think they do they is there a number one? Uh, I think it might start at two, but it's basically like numbered up to nine. Right. And they have colors as well. So as you're you're trying to get a higher number and put those down in groups of can you put as many as you want or is it three?
1: Oh gosh. It's been a while since it's we've been a while since, since we've, we've played, played it. it. But I, I don't recall. But I do think that like it has one of my favorite puns on the on the cover. Okay. Killer Be Kilt. Okay, yeah, that's, I, I see that's not what we're talking about. Let's keep going. No, that isn't. Yeah, I think there's fun tactics. I think it's a good back and forth game. That's what we're doing here. All that back is, and forth games. They are
0: all back and forth games, but it is two-player only. Right. So it's direct, like, they get it or I get it situation. And I think sometimes that can be difficult in board games in general when you do two-player variants because you talk about, like, the swing of points. Mm-hmm. If I take something versus you and it's five points... Five points to you and then five points I don't get is really like 10 points. Yeah,
1: I think like every game in this genre is going to feature a thing that happens between you and I when we play games that I do not like.
0: We're not the best at directly adversarial games sometimes depending on the levity or length of them it can be better but the more serious and contemplative that it gets uh the less i'm into that shot and totten is trying to bring the levity pretty hard the older covers look even more ridiculous than the new one uh, I'm seeing kind of the older cover in the background. I'm not even going to describe it. That can just be a board game geek adventure for anyone to go on.
1: Yeah, that's a different podcast episode where yeah. you guess game covers.
0: Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's kind of poker-esque because I think you can have like a straight flush right. is the best. And then you can have three of a kind. Maybe it is even a pair. So there you're seeing more of, that kind of makes sense that it apparently came from a card game book and then a poker variant because you're seeing that kind of ranking hand. Right. Now we're going to move on to Lost Cities. I don't really know. It says 1999 as well. I don't really know which came out first. It's very new to us. It's very new to us. Again, a pretty old game. We got this after Shot and Totten. You still have that battle line in the middle. It doesn't really matter if you get three of them together or if you get the majority of them, because this one is going off of points, not just did right. I did I get it or not. Your total points, and you by default play it over three rounds, um, your total points is the winner. And this game also has you go into negative points. So the idea is that you're going on an expedition and to go on the expedition at all, which is to place one of your colored cards underneath the matching color in the center of the table, you have to spend to go on that expedition. And there are cards that uh, kind of are like wagering that you're going to really go big on that expedition that will double whatever happens. But that means it doubles negative points as well as positive points. And by default, there's five colors, but in the version we have, you can turn over the board and there's a six color. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's right.
1: I think this is one of my favorite games of the genre. Um, I feel like it has this element of variable scoring where... You know, you could score and you, you could win by a lot, and not score very many points, uh, depending on like what your ability to control your opponent's scoring is. Right. And you also have to observe your opponent could get some like synergy that you can't prevent, and then you got to go for broke and maybe take some risks. And, and there's there's back and forth. It's high it's high luck, high swing. They recommend that you play right. three times instead of just once.
0: Right. That's I think the three rounds is in there because. There's a heavy element of luck about it, but it doesn't take very long to play. No, it's quick. The you have three of the kind of gambling, uh, they're like handshake cards. I don't know what they actually call them. In each color, and then you have numbers, maybe two I to think ten. One to ten. Is it maybe there's no there's no. I don't one? know that there's a one. I don't oh, know that there's yeah. a one. Just two through ten. And you have to get. I think the going on the expedition is minus twenty. Yeah. So yeah. ideally, you want to get at least twenty on your side, but both sides still score. It's not like shot and totten where like you won it or you didn't. Right. So if you can both go on the expedition and you might both score even positively for that that particular lane.
1: Right, right. Yeah. It's hard to both score positively, but it does happen.
0: And then as an aside, apparently Lost Cities was re-implemented as Celtis. Oh. And that has a higher, more, uh, more player count. So it's two to four players. It apparently, it's not ranked very high. The next one that we have on our list here is Hanami Koji.
1: Hanami Koji is my favorite game of this genre, and it's not close.
0: Oh, okay. okay. It's not close. It... It's
1: very simple. It's so simple. Like, you get four actions. You have to do every action. Ordering the actions is important. Is it four, or f- four. Five? No, there's four. Okay. There's four little tiles. You turn them over when you've done the action. Um... It's all, like, mathed out. So, each, you know, you have 10 cards in your hand. Each action costs a certain number of those cards. You never have cards left over at the end. The order that you do things is incredibly important. If you play with the same person over and over again, like, you just start bluffing their bluffs, and it, it, it's, and it's that's, wild fun.
0: That's where it loses me. This one does have a little bit of bluffing. Uh, not like, I don't know if you really call it straight-up deception, but... Well, I mean, there's hidden information. There's hidden information. I think what I like most about it is how pretty it is. Oh, it's the very artwork pretty is wonderful. Well. There's also Jixia um, Academy is another version of this same game. I think a lot of times when you search for it, it just sends you right to Hanami Koji. And that just has guys on all the cards instead of uh, women on the cards. Uh, but you have two, is it two twos? And there's three different colors of those. And then I think there's three threes, one color of that. Four fours, one color of that, and five fives, one color of that. Yeah. So those, that two, 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 three, four, five, is the, uh, there's these big feature cards that you put mm-hmm. down the center. So that's, you know, the, the east-west division that we're making here you have these cards in your hand, you are still playing them into your lane. And this is one where you're trying to get influence Is the story, the kind of context goes, trying to get influence of the geishas that are Correct, in the middle. Yeah. As you're, the little tiles that Aaron mentioned, as you are playing those, those are kind of like actions as to how you're allowed to play cards.
1: Right, and some of the actions have you giving cards to your opponent to play uh, or pick, letting them select them. I actually. pick you choose, yeah. where like
0: you take these three cards and then they get to take one and you keep two or something yeah, like, like
1: that Yeah, like one of them is you put out three cards they take one you keep two right the other one is you put out four cards they take in in pairs they pick a pair you pick a pair
0: And because you're going for majority influence, you can start to do some real mind... It's it's so few cards, but you can start to do some real mind-bending things about the the choice you're presenting to them. Right. Because the three cards you have out there, you could just sit there and stare at them for quite some time and try to think like, hey, if I take this, then they take that. But then they'll have this and I'll have that. Yeah, I mean, and and,
1: and the golden thing in there is to have information in your hand that they don't have. And basically, you're Mm -hmm. giving them the choice between three crappy things. That's what you're trying to do.
0: You're drawing cards... You draw a card at the end of each one of your turns, no Mm -hmm. matter what action you picked. And some of those actions leave you with less cards in your hand. Right. Which is another... Again, there's not a lot of pieces to this game. There's not a lot of rules to this game, but it's also hard to say that it's a simple. Game. I think
1: my favorite style of game ever is a game that takes less than ten minutes to learn, but is incredibly complex. And this just defines those requirements.
0: Yeah, I like looking at it. I don't necessarily. It love also has
1: it. one of my favorite features of games that you don't like, uh, which this kind of a call to baseball. Like if you tie, you keep going. It's bonus Hanami Koji. Oh,
0: yeah. I do call that penalty baseball. All this In time. baseball, yeah. X-ray. Yeah, nine innings and you couldn't figure out a winner. This is far shorter than even half an inning.
1: So you wouldn't call this penalty Hanami Koji?
0: No, and there is a thing where you can just outright win or you play more because there's a certain number of points that you have to, that yeah, you have to yeah, get. basically, so sometimes you keep doing yeah,
1: it. Yeah, if, if you have to get... Uh, the influence of four of the seven geishas or you have to get a number of influence points so the five one is worth yeah. five so if I, I think it's 11 if you get over 11 you win no matter what right even and if, if neither player meets that end
0: condition you just shuffle up and deal yes yeah, so that's hanami koji we're going in release order so hanami koji let's see the first two were released in 1999 east west was 1995 hanami koji is quite a bit newer than that it's 2013 And we still didn't get it until like the last year. So that, you know, it's still pretty recent to us. Next up is from this year. And this is the last game that we're talking about in this East-West division. And that is Rift Force. Even though we already said, this isn't my favorite type of two-player game um, in general, these East-West games. And when I first played this one, my gut reaction was, yep, it's another one of these games. As I've reflected on it since then... I think it might be better than the cool. other ones. And it's just a little, it's just a little deeper. So really the center dividing line, the East West division of Rift Force looks a lot like Shot and Totten. Cause it right. is like, you know, it is like land that you're dividing up.
1: It's a, lit- it's a literal rift, which is it's, fun.
0: Yeah, it's actually a rift. In this one, instead of you just having cards, cause in Shot and Totten, you both have the same cards. Same in Hanami Koji, you both have the same cards. In this one... Each different color of card is kind of paired with a type of power.
1: Right. And so you have asymmetric abilities in this game.
0: Yeah. So when we first played, we didn't like, you know, we're just playing for the first time. We just split up the powers between us. Yeah, we took didn't forward. draft them. We didn't draft them. And then after playing, we kind of realized because of how they have you interact, the draft is kind of a big part of the game because they can chain together actions. If, you, if you're if you able to draft certain things together, you can get one that lets you move cards and then use that movement to kind of do something else. So you can get synergy in your draft. And that also means that it's a little bit on the other person in you know, a two-player game to maybe stop you from getting that synergy. So that initial draft I think is probably pretty important and we should at least play it some with the draft to know really how good or bad it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love this style of game. you already liked it. So I liked the game as we played it. I liked doing it. I think the thing that happens in these games that is especially, I think, makes you like them less is you're more likely to play them with me. And I'm very likely to play strong offense in the beginning. And then before I win, switch to defense. So I win by more. And it's like this weird thing that I do. It's
0: not super fun when it's successful on the other side to be playing with just one other person and lose by so much. Um, Also, what's a little different in this one, you are, there's a Rift Force, like, track that you're going up. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to get to a top of a, like, a point track, basically. And instead of just going for a majority, you're doing damage. Right. So again, different cards have different abilities that allow you to damage the um, opposing lane in a different way. So that also mixes it up a little more, like... I think out of all of the ones we've mentioned today, I I kind of like Shot and Totten because it's just, it's a little poker. It's a little- It's whimsical enough. It's whimsical enough, it's light enough, but I think that Rift Force, you know, I, I'm not in love with this genre in general, but I think it might be the best one. And there is a expansion that was announced for it. So that'll be interesting. I'm assuming it's just going to be more colors and more powers, but it um, could be anything. Yeah. So we did, uh, we did the, the East-West. We did the East-West, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 9 of Board Games with Variant Hex. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop, because we have no schedule. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, We're making these episodes faster than I expected, so I won't even pretend that we started streaming yet. That's all at Variant Hex. We have a blog and a website, both at Variant Hex. I won't pretend that those have been updated either. And of course, you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. Do you know of any more East-West games that we didn't mention? Do you have your own East-West game that you'd like to ask Adam to try? That's a callback to our Don't Ask Me To Try episode. Or just say hi. You can do that via email or any of the other platforms I've listed. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.